expression, his messaging, his feelings is all wrapped up into one thing. And you're like, wow, like, like it's crazy. Cause you know, those songs that you'll play and you'll you like immediately once you hear, you're like, dang, like <laughs> you get up, you get up. That's what I'm saying. You like, like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, like you look around, you do all that. You get like that type of feeling where it's like, dang, like, right. this is really how I'm feeling. And it's like, I don't know, just, I just quickly wanted to say that because I, I just really feeling like music makes the world go. I said that, but makes the world go around. I really feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. honestly. I think, I want to say, this is not a quote. I know it's not some corny, but mm-hmm. music creates family. Like in the black culture, like when you see homeboys start dancing over there, and then you see homegirl dancing, they come together, start dancing, battle dancing, whatever, enjoying themselves. Yeah. Next thing you know, they become cousins. Like, okay, yeah, okay, good point. It's, you, it's you, yeah. unity. It's, it's, it's unity with that. And it, it just brings happiness. Like, you bring, like, you may come from this background, she may come from this background. But at the end of the day, when that song go off, y'all become one, y'all become family. So that's just a, an amazing element. You create so many rela- relationships. And then just bring, if you're down, when the music starts playing, oh, you just rise up. You got a positive attitude. Like, it just brings life to everybody, I think. All right, so I got to ask you this real quick. So in yep. your house, right, what was that one, what was that, or you were in a car. What was that, you know, what was that artist or that group that came on the radio when you were younger that you can remember that was like, okay, like, mom, you need it. Mom, you need to turn that up real quick. Dad, you need to turn that up. Like, I just, like that type of thing. Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Um, oh, that one song. All right, this is not like, this is not an old school song, but, mm-hmm. yo, when the Dougie comes on, when I was, and, and, this, and this started when I was younger. Ooh. Yo, when the Dougie comes on in the car, bro, you might as well stop the car. I promise you, might as well start the car, because I'm going to start you know okay okay I'm, i mean hey, you I'm gotta start doing, hey man, you gotta hit it you gotta i get that you got i got you i got you i got you i got you that's that was the that was the first song now the next one um can you stand the rain bro that one i yeah. i always loved that when i was younger new edition stand the rain yeah 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 okay i just make it because there's multiple so i was like that, that's yeah the one. yeah no that version that version okay all right i got that you version, bro. That's, hey, that's, hey. And we I just acapella, we start snapping, like... Yeah, I mean, I yeah, bro. I mean, I'm... Yeah. See, thing about me, when I hear that song, I be like, dang, like... You feel sad. <laughs> like, dang, like, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's cool, but, like... But nah, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you have those key ones that every time mm-hmm. it came on, they remind you about something in your childhood, an event that occurred, just something that impacted you in a positive way. So it's just, you know... I should be having that. What's your song? <laughs> I'll say, okay, music soul child, buddy. You know, like, okay, that one, that one. I don't y'all may not know that. Y'all may be too young to know that, but Yeah, might, y'all know about that. I don't know about that, but that's one. Two I would say Dang, I know like, it's tough. It's so many. It's a, that's what I'm saying. Um, I would say I'd rather be with you by Bootsy Collins. 
Y'all may be too young to know that. I mean, too, yeah, too young to know that either. Don't man. do it to him. Don't, that, do, don't do it to him. That's <laughs> another one. That was another one. But yeah, like, every time I heard those, where I'll be like, dang, like, okay. I mean, like, I'm not going to get about the car, but I'm going to be vibing back here. I'm going to be vibing. Right. But yeah, bro, like, really, like I said, music really does it. Really, music mm-hmm. really impacts different aspects of just your mood, how you feeling what you're going through, they just relate to you. And I just feel like music has also impacted social social issues and justices, you know, movements, stuff like that. Like I remember um, Marvin Gaye with, during, when he came out with the anthology, yeah. With the anthology, I think it was off of, I forget which album that was off of, but he was talking about just kind of the world, social, like social climates, who's talking about why can't we all love each other, stuff like that. And just how music can not just tap into our emotions, but tap into the things that are happening around us. So it's just like, you know. Right. I just think it's important. And then fast forward till now with Lil Baby. When yep. he dropped um his what song was that? Was it was it was it Bigger Picture it's called? Yeah, it was Bigger Picture. Yeah. Bigger Picture. Just talking about what we got to do, what we're seeing, what we're dealing with as African-Americans in this, you know, system and in this climate right now. And just how the changes he's made and that the things that he's seen that he's like, all right, I got to like work on this. And because of this, this is going to help me better my community and better the people around me. So, you know, like I said, man, messaging is always important. Mm-hmm. Quickly, 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 quickly. I want to take a detour because... Yeah. Yeah, we've been, I, I said another, I'll take another detour again. But now we're going, we're going on the highway now. Yeah, we're on the highway now. Now we're about to be tabbing into the, the, the black athlete, you know. Um, and the black athlete, it's not really people, when we go into this, you know, we're going to make this maybe a, a, a two parter type of episode just yep. because of the fact that we first want to give our opinions about how our experience has been thus far. But then we want to talk to guests just about how, you know, their experience has has been from, you know, if they're currently one right now, you know, what sport they play or ones that have been black athletes and, you know, how that experience was for them and just stuff like that. So, you know, do you want to start off or do you start off? You go ahead, bro. You go ahead, bro. Okay, I got you. I got you. Black athlete, man. Honestly, I feel like being a black athlete, being an African-American athlete, it's been, it's been an experience because going back to the idea that that working harder piece, you know, that striving to get to that next level piece, I feel like that was something that, um, I'm going to be honest, like it's embedded, but I don't feel, I feel like when we're younger, sometimes we don't, it doesn't click yet. Well, I know for me, like, I did. It didn't click for me because I was trying to have fun when I was younger. You know, you, you, right. you, yeah. you, you, yeah, you, young, you were young and you like, dang, like, you know, I ain't worried about this. And right, I got no pressure. Yeah. Like it's no pressure. Like, you know, and I feel like that's kind of the issue that it's becoming now that that idea of, you know, everybody's a winner. I personally disagree with that thing because it's like, I remember um, when I was younger and I would play tennis tournaments, like, they will give like second place, third place, fourth place trophies. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, and this get is like out of here, bro. <laughs> get out of here with that third place. Yeah, this is during the end, and I'm like, dang, like, 
you know, at the time you're like, I mean, I won, so I'm not even really thinking about everybody else. But then like right. now that I'm at this other level and I'm and I'm seeing these other, you know, this the younger generation that are going through this whole process of like, okay, like that idea of like, oh, like even if I be like I come in fourth, I'm still a winner. Like I don't I gotta be honest, that you know, Drake <laughs> Drake said this one quote, you feel me? You who, know, who said who said it quote? Drake, Drake said this quote. He said, right. you know, he said, wait, who is, um, he said, coming in second was just being the first one to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Not the glasses. Not the glasses. But yeah, he said, coming in second is being the first one to lose. And like, when I sold, I heard that, I was like, Okay, I mean, people be hating on Drake, you know. We be people be saying Drake don't got, you know, he don't got bars, he don't got quotes. But I'd be like, yes, you know, he that, does. That that one right there was like, you know, that was something different because, like, honestly, like, I'm not gonna lie. During a period of time, I was I was okay with just being a second, and I was like, you know, and and that's like a mindset, you know, that I had to work on. I had to be like, whoa, like, as an athlete and also as a student, more importantly coming in second never got you anywhere in my opinion i feel like when you come in second it's like you know you you could have been first but because i feel like you you're you know you're the author and creator of your own you know opportunities in like in life and because of that i placed myself in second not just because of the fact that like dude was better than me but just because of the fact that i allowed myself to stop at being second and i got comfortable at being second so I was like, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like with that whole thing now with, cause I like I, somebody, like I was actually my, one of my old coaches taught, like told me about the um whole participation trophies that they're doing. Oh. It's like that idea and I'm in medals and I'm like, ah, like, uh, I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, I feel like it doesn't teach you like, okay. Like it doesn't teach you how to lose. I don't. It doesn't teach you like okay, like once I lost, like, like it gets makes you comfortable with losing. Mm-hmm. And like in my opinion, like you can never get. I'm sorry, you can't get comfortable with losing. Well, I mean, some continue. My bad. No, you go, you go, you go. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. You, you, you were breaking up for a second. You, you go, go ahead. Hey, so like, I, all the only thing I was about to say is like, sometimes, like I guess some people. I don't know. Just like you, like you just can't get comfortable with losing. I just feel like when, I mean, you should look at your losses as wins because the fact that you can make adjustments from what happened to then allow you to win the next time. But if you're losing consistently and then not learning anything, then you really are just losing, in my opinion. I think because you get satisfied. Like when you come in third and get a trophy, you're like, okay, as long as I come in third, I get something. No, it should not be. It shouldn't be like that. It should be the opposite. When you when you come in third, you survive. All right. Well, I was I wasn't better than first or second, so I just got to work harder. Like there's no no that participation trophy stuff. They gotta get rid of that because it it teaches kids not just not just college athletes. It teaches athletes at all ages like it's okay to come in second. No, you strive for greatness. Like LeBron says, you try to figure, that's you try to be number one because when you're not number one, what does that mean? You just have to work harder. You have to dig more. So that's what I'm saying, and, yeah. and I think that um, 
when you're working towards being number one at number one at something, that doesn't mean that, you know, that you're just, you look like, since you're number one, you look down at the people that aren't like, you know, at where you're at yet. I feel like when you, when you really put your time into something and you become like that winner in your eyes, that means that you put the effort in, you put the time in, you've researched it, you, and this is outside of just athletics. This is, this is just in life in general. I feel like right. anything becoming that winner means that, and it's something I'm still striving towards, just finding what makes you you, putting the effort into it, putting the time, the research, the blood, sweat, tears, you know, all that stuff, you know, really yeah. down deep in it. And then like, once you understand like your role in that thing, I feel like that's when you're a winner because then you can branch off, then you can go in different directions with it, you know? And I just, you know, that's just how I feel about it. So, mm -hmm. so first that aspect of the black athlete, you know, that's what more importantly, I feel like it's just important that we understand as athletes, especially African-American athletes that like, not even we gotta be, you know, first, but we should strive for that. You know, that shouldn't right. be, and we shouldn't put pressure on ourselves about it, but like, if we want to be better, you know, it's the stuff we got to do. Mm -hmm. So quickly describe, bro, in your mind, when you were going through your process as, you know, becoming an athlete, what was that looking like? You know, what in your mind, like, did you think, you know, cause sometimes we don't know what's, what we're going to end up at, you know, at, at a certain time, we just, you know, sometimes we just go be going through the motions. I'm gonna be honest. Right. Yeah. You know, at certain times, I, I a lot of times I was, cause like I was an I was like you know, I didn't know what, what direction I want to go in. So describe that for right. you. What was that? So for me, I I have wrote my goals down freshman year about my athletic goals, right? So mm -hmm. I'm gonna just tell the people this. <laughs> I told myself I'm about to go to Clemson and play center. Okay. I was gonna be six two. I told myself a, I, I told myself a bunch of stuff. I was going to be a five-star recruit. Okay. I said I was going to win all these tournaments. I had so many high, Now, these goals were reachable, mm -hmm. but I didn't reach them. So am I upset? I mean, at, towards the end of my high school career, I was upset because I expected so much more. Some stuff I couldn't control, like height and stuff. You can't control that. Mm -hmm. But, But I realized, like, Everything happens for a reason, for a reason for athletically. Me going to an HBCU gave me playing time because at another school, like a Clemson or something, or Duke or um, UCLA, you not going to get playing time if you're like a one-star, two-star recruit. You may ride the bench your whole four years, but you ain't going to get no type of improvement. You're just going to be on a team, yeah, I'll play for this. But do you really play? You just practice. Yeah. So I think the H H going to an HBCU – gives many athletes, and not just tennis, like basketball, football, soccer, lacrosse, all that. it gives you the opportunity to play and show your skills and improve. Mm -hmm. And people also have your best interest because most of the time, the coaches are going to be black, so. Good point, good point, good point. Yeah, bro, just to go, to add on to what you were saying, like, that whole, like, me, like, that setting goal piece, I didn't start setting goal because, like, my freshman year of high school, like, I'm going to say I was really, because for years, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I really wanted to figure out, like, did was tennis really that thing for me? Because, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, 
like it was moments where tennis like i really was not i wasn't liking it, it was, oh, we had you know it was moments that you you lost that you know yeah i lost that motivation to be like dang like okay like i want to get up go to practice play these tournaments and like there was a period in time that my like my parents were really like all right like do you really want to do this because right and like i had to really ask myself that like a, a couple times as well because i'm like dang like it's you know I'm trying, I'm putting this time in, my parents putting this money in, like, there's gotta be, like, I gotta, I gotta put up my end of the bargain, because it's like, dang, like, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and then one day, like, with your goals piece, I wrote down some goals, I was like, okay, you know, I'm trying to be, <laughs> I don't think I said, I was like, <laughs> 175, oh my god, I'd be like, six foot, like, you know, I didn't know I was gonna do it. Like it was a dream. I was like, you know, we, you know, like, you know, way wise, we, we try to get up there. But like height wise, it was like, you know, I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was a dream. But like my realistic goals, I was like, okay, I wanna get my mind together. I'm gonna get my mind right. Cause that was the biggest thing that was really holding me back at the time. You know, still something I'm working on, but I wanna get my mind right. Then I wanted to really enjoy what I was doing yeah and then from there I was like okay now I want to win you know I want to win this tournament not just like a, a like a number of tournaments but these specific tournaments because in the past mm -hmm. I had won them so I was like okay like I want to go in knowing that you know I trained for this tournament this way and got this result so I was you know playing it out like that and right. you, know, you know we didn't win them all but all I right. I feel like I did improve in that aspect. And I just feel like, you know, what athletes like, you know, I, in my, I think, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I, I know for sure, but I feel like, you know, in the past, we're talking to other athletes that like, you know, that process of really, you know, setting goals is like super important and stuff like that. And, you know, somebody actually had to tell, like, kind of remind me, like, write down your goals, you know, write down like what's important to you. And this is exciting people. This is, we're talking about athletes because we're athletes and we know athletes, but aside from like the whole, you know, this is just for everybody in general, like, you know, writing down goals, you know, putting, you know, what you want to do into action and, and then just not being afraid to just go do it because sometimes I think that's the, like the hardest thing to do is take the first step. Right. And like, you continue my bad you gonna have to do your part that's what i'm saying like it's it's I, like i think one of the biggest and one of the hardest things for me that i'm still learning that i'm still working on is really taking that first step with that thing whatever it is because it's like i feel like once you get into something you're like okay like it's cool you know All right I can, I can do this like and this goes for athletics jobs, relationships, friendships, any of that, taking that first step is like, is nerve wracking. Cause you're like, dang, like I could take this first step and it can go in that direction, that way. It can go left, right, over, under, through, like it can mm -hmm. go anywhere. But, you know, once you take that first step, it's just crazy. Cause it's like, you didn't think, you know, you didn't think you could do it. And you're like, dang, right. like, yeah, I actually did this. Like, I did it. Well, so, what moment was that for you? Did you have a first step moment along this journey? Uh, like what, dude, like, my one, first, 
my bad, my bad. Like one that more importantly was like one that you were really hesitant about for a while. Cause I feel like, you know, we're all, we all have those first step moments, but there's that one that we're like, dang, like, I don't know. Like I could wait a little bit, but you know, but then you realize one day if I keep waiting, I'm not going to do it. So what, what was that for you? Right. So my first moment, I remember it was my senior year of high school and we, we coming down to like the end, like make a decision day for causes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So no offers in tennis or whatever. I had one, but it was because like my coach knew a guy. So it was like, all right, you on a team. Yeah. You know a team, yeah, the other yeah, team. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the one moment, sending that email to the coach, and I'm not going to mention the coach's name, but sending that email, I waited, I waited like five months because I, I didn't expect anything. I didn't expect no email back. I didn't get it back until May 1st. And once he sent me, a, he said, he said, send me, a, send me an email, send a video. When I sent, once I sent the tennis recruiting video, it, I realized like, okay, I'm glad I did it now because if I didn't do it, I don't think I would have been playing on the team because he would have never known like, okay, this kid can play a little bit or whatever. It was just that, like, I had to take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're gonna have to do as an athlete. Like, you're gonna have to sacrifice. Like, I put myself out there to receive something, and I got it. But not all. Most of the times, well, sometimes when you put yourself out there, it's not always gonna come back to you right away. You, so you just have to wait and keep working. So that was my moment. And once that happened, oh man, I started. I played every day in the summer after work, whatever. And even though I didn't even know I was on the team, I had to wait till September, October to find out. Oh yeah, you're on the team now. But I sacrificed so much. My parents sacrificed so much paying for tennis and stuff, tournaments, whatever, just for me to get the opportunity. So sacrifice is going to be a, a huge part of it. And that was my kind of like story or my, my moment. Because <laughs> just, to, just, to just to quickly say something, you said the word sacrifice, which I feel like mm-hmm. is the most like, I've heard that word so many times, just not just in tennis but just in life in general make that idea and practice of like you got to make sacrifices to get where to, to where you want to get right and i feel like you know i feel like when making sacrifices is hard sometimes i know for me it's oh, been yeah. hard because it's like you know part of me is like dang like i want to do this like i want to go out with my friends like i want to you know <laughs> i want right. to like you know i want to get into some activities but then like it's like dang like the only way I'm going to keep getting to that next level and improving myself. It's like, I can't, there's certain stuff I can't do anymore. Right. Because if I want to get my body right, I got to, I got to, I got to eliminate that. If I want to get my Mm -hmm. mind right, I got to, I got to stop talking to some, this person or some of these people because I just feel like, you know, that's causing me stress. And Uh then like, I got to put the time in, you know, necessary to really get to that next, that next, like, place and stuff like that like when you said you were practicing throughout the summer you were making those sacrifices necessary to be like okay like you know i want to get to this next level so i can be prepared once once i get here so i just you know sat like that whole idea of sacrifice is really important but and you're gonna lose friends in the process like yeah yeah but it, 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 you you gotta sacrifice in order to get what you really desire so you know what I'm saying? You. that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and you know, just to quickly add on to like, not add on, but like for a little bit for me, like my senior year, 
you did the right thing. You were training and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> me, like, I need, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, I've worked hard in school, but it's like there's been classes, certain classes that I've had to put extra time in. So because of that, my yeah. year, like, because junior year, you know, my high school junior year was hard. I'm going to be honest. Like, you know. What? It was hard, bro. It was difficult. Wow. It was difficult for me. Wow. So uh-huh. because of that, like my senior year, I didn't play. You know, the only Are time. Senior? Yeah, my senior year, I didn't practice. You know, I just wanted to be locked down in my schoolwork. You know, okay. do some. You know, I t- I did some other extracurriculars. Like, um, I was a manager for my basketball team, so I did that. That was cool. But like, that's what's up. It was chill, it was chill. But like, I was like. I really wanted to be locked down with my school. So, like, really once, um, like, the tennis season came around, I had to start making a decision because, like, I was like, all right, like, I want to play tennis at Hampton. So, I got to start training again. But the issue was, like, starting was my issue. Like, that first uh, step, you know, that first step getting back where you're like, okay, like, you know, I haven't been here for – I haven't done this for a while – I don't know how I'm about to be, you know, and it, and it's that type of thing where you're like, dang, like, you know, I had like literally once, cause it was like, it was cold and like, I couldn't like, because of that since the winter time, a lot of times I wasn't practicing. Then it got to the, it got to the springtime. And then, you know, I played my last, my, my senior year, I played that season and I practiced for a little bit just for that, just for, just to play those matches and then be done. So then I could like finish it off on like a strong note. So then I did that. But then right after that, I had pre-college. So then I didn't train and I was thinking to myself like, dang, like that first step for me was hard because once coach, like once I had to meet the coach on campus, I was like, dang, like, am I really going to be enough for the team? Like, am I really going to make an impact? Because I haven't played probably everybody's coming in here top of their game. You know, they they ready for everything right now. And and this is just what I was thinking at that time. And I was like, dang, like, you know, and that's that whole first step nervousness piece that, you know, honestly, I just feel like it's 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 just difficult, you know, like for people and just for athletes just making that first step. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was just yeah. I'm glad it's over though, because that was just a rough Oh no, nah, that was crazy. That was crazy. You know it, it is funny because we talking like we done, like we still got like Nah, we got, I got, I got a couple more years left. Yeah, I got a couple more years of me, you know. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you know, it's that, you know, we trying to get a little bit of a dub before we, you know, step out here, but, you right. know, it's, you know, I, like I'm saying the whole idea of, you know, taking that first step, making sacrifices, putting your mind into what you're doing and not, and, and not putting your mind into it, but then putting your like your 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 soul into it too, because I feel like when you really like something, you know, you'll put your all into it, you know, and that's for anything. So right. it's, yeah, because it's like, like if you just put your mind into it, then you don't feel it. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like you gotta feel what you're doing. You gotta be able to be like, okay, like you know, you gotta be excited to you know, outside of sports, like going into that job, going into that thing that you're doing, you know. You know, with this podcast, you know, I'm excited to do this. Like, I'm excited to be like be here and be able to do this. So it's like, uh-huh. shout that, out home team. yeah, shout out home team. <laughs> but like, you know, like, putting that, 
excitement into whatever you're doing is important. Because I feel like now in our society, it's like, like a lot of times people are like, you know, get that job. Once you get out of school, get a job that you know is going to pay the bills for you. And then like, I've like, I'm not going to lie. Like I see some people that work and then they don't like what they're doing and they wish they were doing something else. And I'd be like, dang. And, and like, that makes me think like, dang, like I really got to make sure that I put, you know, that God willing, when that career presents itself, that I move in the right way so that I'm happy with what I did, with the decision that I made. So, you know. I would be happy with life, man. You can't, you just can't do life and be regret, regretful. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you got to. And this is just a life. Yeah, this is a life thing. Like you got to. Not this, is not sports. This is life, bro. Like is like yeah, bro. You got to enjoy what you're doing. You gotta, you gotta enjoy what you're doing. You gotta put the right energy into what you're doing, and you gotta, you know, once you're done with it, you gotta feel like, dang, like okay, you know, you can't regret what you did. Mm-hmm. You, gotta leave, you gotta leave knowing that like okay like you know i put my best fit foot in it you know my best foot forward mm-hmm. and like i'm comfortable with how it, it like ended and stuff like that so mm-hmm. so yeah and like so who who would you say like black athletes wise is that like athlete for us you know like if you can name like top three like top three athletes that like black? yeah that represent us who would that be they didn't have to go to HBC, right? Or like no, no, no. They don't got it. Um, LeBron James. Yeah. I, I mean, of course. Um, yeah. I'd say Serena Williams. Yeah. Shout out Serena. Um, another one, another that represents us. So many. Um, That's what I'm saying. I'll say, and these are, and the funny thing is, like, these are my favorite athletes. So, mm-hmm. LeBron James, Serena Williams. Chris Paul. Okay. Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's just not a it's not a these people are athletes. These are some of the top athletes, some of the greatest, arguably the greatest athletes in their sport. Mm-hmm. But they represent black people, black culture, black athletes in a positive light. They do more they do more off the court than they do on the court. People fail to realize that. Mm-hmm. Good points, good points. And also like the Serena, my back can see. Like Serena got 23, 23 titles. LeBron got four four chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he creates a school. He does all these things just to you know support. He sends people to college, bro, so they can no. get a career. Like that's 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 bigger than that's bigger than the chips to me. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Really giving back and really you know supporting your communities. Once you get to that that pinnacle, I feel like that's you know you know and and. To quickly add on to this, like people, we're not saying that there's others, there's like there's no other black athletes that are doing that in right. their community, stuff like that. But to just to highlight, these are the ones that you know we're thinking about that really are doing this for the community and that we admire, stuff like that. So right. that's just a you know, just to quickly say that. But um what was I about to say? Um yeah, I feel like get once you get to that pinnacle, you know, and once you get to to a, a certain level, I feel like you gotta get back. You know, I feel like, you know, because like, you know, if you want your community to get better, like giving, like, you know, putting something into it, they not even like sometimes day by day, sometimes once in a while, but just being able to like give back is just super important because like, you know, you can be in that type of position. 
Mm-hmm. You just got to be thinking. Let me say another one. Yeah, what's up? Deion Sanders. Another. I just, I'm thinking I, of more. Yeah, shout out Deion for that. That was cool that he actually is now a coach. Where is yep. it? Jackson State. That's Jackson State? Okay, yeah. Yep. He called me. You said what? He called me when I was 12. Wait, Deion Sanders I called yeah, on my 12th birthday, yeah. Nah, that's crazy. That's good. What happened? What, what was the conversation? So he, this is the only thing he told me. And it stuck with me the rest of my life. Do not be a dumb athlete. Good point. And it just ever since then, I've been, I've been trying to doubt now. <laughs> it's still a little. Hey, I mean, no, we be like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because we're getting our perspective from right now. Like right now, you know, it's. It can be difficult. It can, like you know, it's. But don't be a dumb athlete. You know that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I always have something to fall back on. That's what my mom always Mm -hmm. taught me. Like you know, Jay Williams. You know who that is? Jay Williams. He played. Um, he played point guard for Duke in 2001, 2002. Won a national championship. Accident. He was he was the number two pick. He had a uh, motorcycle accident or something. And he couldn't play basketball no more. So what did he do? He fell back on his journalism career, and now ESPN analyst. That that's part of that's having great. both sides of it. I'm not a. That's cool. Yep. So. Yeah, that idea. Yeah, bro. Like have some. Like have multiple skills. Have different things that you can tap into if one thing doesn't work out. And that shout out to him for that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's actually cool. But yeah, bro. Damn, I'm going to Jackson State. Nah, that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be crazy, and I, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a huge football person, but like, okay. I'm gonna tap in this year and next year, and I, yeah, I'm tapping in because I'm like, you know, I feel like it's really interesting. There's a lot of good teams out there, and it's just like, you know, it's just a lot of cool stuff. But um, I'm gonna be honest. My, my bad. Keep going. No, go ahead. You good. I was about to. I was about to. Um. About to wrap it up. What you got? You got to say oh, something? Yeah, but so with the Jack, my thing on the Jackson State, and yeah. this is, I know this is a topic or that we can dive into it, but mm-hmm. now that Dion's there, a prolific cornerback, wide receiver, one of the greatest of all time, and this is for all HBCUs, how can we bring top tier black athletes it's a good topic. It's a good to topic. these colleges? To nah. Hampton, FAMU, Howard. All, all of them, Tennessee State, Alabama State, all of them, Morgan. Because Howard, I know they just got um that one brother that's playing basketball. Basketball, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you, like yeah, that whole topic of, you know, top athletes going, coming to HBCUs, that's, you know, because I think – because now that's starting to become a thing, a theme now that a lot of, you know, top prospects are transferring to. I mean, it's, it's starting. That's the thing. Like, it's not as – Cause back then it wasn't it wasn't prevalent like like you said you right. went to Clemson, you know right right too you want to go to Clemson you know there's other people that you know top top athletes that are going to Penn State or going to UCLA stuff like that right and now I feel like it's not you know as you know rapid but it's starting and I feel like that going back to that whole idea of putting that like that first foot forward and starting something because now I feel like it's about to become a movement I mean. And yeah. I'm just going to see it. I feel like it's going to be cool. I I like the idea of it, but my only concern is mm-hmm. I really want to say I want all the top wide receivers, top quarterbacks, top basketball players to go to HBCU. Yeah. But my thing is 
there's limited funding in black colleges, HBCUs. So it's like, are they willing to sacrifice not having an advantage going to UCLA and work hard at like a Morgan, a Hampton, FAMU, all these other colleges to go to the league still? Like, mm-hmm. okay. colleges are limit. They have limited resources in regards to education and sports. Like you, you can you know the difference between a uh, HBCU um, like facility and a like a UCLA. Mm-hmm. There's just more resources over there. I feel like that's why they do it. They go there be, because they know they're secure. They're bound to go to the league when they go to UCLA or Duke. When they come to HBCU, it's like, uh, can I go to the league from here? Are they really gonna look here? But that, that's the that's my only question. Like, that's good. Point. Is it going to change now? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know, but. We need more money. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, yep. yeah, we do need more money. But you know, these are questions that hopefully we'll get answers for in the next coming weeks, months, years. You know, decades, centuries to come. Honestly, you know, I just want to see some change. That's it. You know, I think I think that's the most important thing. Like, you know, statistics-wise, that's really that is important. But you know, yep. I just. You know, I just I just want to see some different some different names, some different faces in different places. You feel me? So yeah, okay, this was a good convo. So you know, thank you all. You know, for tuning in, coming out for this for this episode, we really greatly appreciate it as always. Sure. Next episode, we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna go hit a switch real quick. You know, and y'all will find out what we do. You know, it's gonna you know <laughs> switch it up a lot lately, but um. Also, look out for more, you know, content getting pushed out and stuff like okay. that. Um, we set up e- email, social media account. So probably when this drops is then is when, you know, you're going to see episode one and episode two. And once these two drop, we're going to push that out there, put up the information, really promote it. And because of that, y'all make sure you know i'm just asking you know be open be you know give your insight about it but tune in watch it share it give it with your friends family everything do that type of stuff give it to the dude that cuts your hair give it to the the, the uh lady that does your nails you give know the brother over there yeah like you know just pass it pass it along you feel me so hey, like hey yeah like you know really pass it along and um nah we're gonna you know it's gonna be an exciting thing you know and if you have anything that you know you want us to talk about you know, we're going to be bringing special guests in, you know, it's gonna, we're going to go be going some different directions with this whole podcast. So, you know, tune in, you know, really give you insight and really, you know, drop questions that you guys want to hear. So yep. peace and love. Always love, you. always love yourself. Stay blessed. We yep. out.